2: It's got to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go and here's Urzill, like a Zette. Urzil! <laughs>
1: Hello and welcome to another Touchy Gooners podcast. It's your boy Dan Coops on hosting duty today. Um, Arsenal are still top of the league. Um, unlike Gary Neville, might not want you to believe. Um, he said he didn't see uh, some champions play last night, but you know, we're here to tell you he might be wrong. Not definitely, but he might be wrong. Um, I'm joined today by touchline royalty. Anton, how you doing? Oh that was so nice. I'm good, man. I'm good. <laughs> it's rare we get you on, man. We gotta make it nice. So you Because you record regular. at
2: midnight usually and I'm in bed by then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go to sleep early. Yeah. My
1: um I've got my namesake, German Dan. How you doing?
0: What's good, man? What's good?
1: Yeah, and last last but not least, S V carboholic. How you doing, Sean?
0: yeah all right man all good
3: all.
1: yeah so there has been a couple of games that we played since uh we last recorded uh new year's eve 4-2 win against brighton and then last night a uh, nil nil draw with newcastle so a few things to digest a couple of contrasting emotions from those games as well but i think let's start with the newcastle game since that's fresh in uh, the memories um you know, I, I thought that this game would be quite a low-scoring affair. Newcastle, best defence in the league. Arsenal, second-best defence in the league. When you see games like this, um, often it ends up with a 0-0 or one team scraping an, uh, a, a 1-0 win, right? So, you know, there's been lots of talk around the way Newcastle set up, this, certainly the other. But, um, Anton, I'll start with you. Um, you know, what's your thoughts coming out of the
2: back of the 0-0? How are you feeling now about Arsenal? As you know, I've recently converted and pledged my allegiance to the <laughs> I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a new member, but I'm a happy member. I don't think a nil-nil matters, I'll be honest. You can't you can't win every single game, and along the way, you're gonna have those games. The invincibles drew at home with Portsmouth. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it happens. So I don't I don't think that's anything to worry about. I think the the the, the best thing is that. In years gone by, and not that I saw the game, but just from how you lot of described it, those kind of cagey games, we end up throwing away a silly goal and, you know, maybe nicking a late equaliser or or maybe not. So, from the sounds of things, you weren't troubled. They're one of the best sides in the league, clearly by the league position. So, yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about that. Like, like people have said, if you had said at the start of the season that you could be 17 games in and you've only drawn two games. And that's regardless of who they are in your 17 and lost one. There's not a single Arsenal fan in the world that would have told you, no, that's not on, that's not good enough. Mm -hmm. So I don't don't think it's it's a massive issue. Even better is the fact that City threw away a silly two points a couple of days before as well. So our, our position hasn't changed. We're in the exact same boat. They might mm. throw away more points tomorrow, and then that's an even better point. We haven't yeah, got to worry about the, the Chelsea's and the
1: the United's in this world, I don't believe. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, with that draw, that takes our unbeaten run to 11 games um, in the league, you know, following that United game. Yeah, so it's not like we're on a bad run or form in the slightest, right? So, German, you are watching on TV yesterday. Um, did you have any points that you wanted to, to highlight off the bat? Um, about how we played, how Newcastle
0: played? Yeah, I think I kind of, the game didn't go quite as I expected. Um, I know you said the defence thing, but I think maybe I was a bit more positive and hoped that Newcastle would try do what they did to us at um, St. James's Park last season, attack us. Um, and um, I, I was thinking that we could get in behind them, which we did in the first 10, 15 minutes. And we just didn't quite make the most out of it. And um, they then shut up shop, I think, um, to be honest. So I, I was surprised by that. I will, I would have, you know, expected them to be to be a bit more attacking. Um, just because they they have shown in bigger games like against City. They I think they scored three goals against City, two against uh, Chelsea. Um, I think they drew with United. I, I might be wrong on that, but they just they're, they don't mind scoring goals and they score score a lot of goals. So I kind of I was hoping for like a two-one Arsenal um that kind of fixture. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, and nil-nil, I'll take that. Um, as Ann said, man, you these guys definitely are um, one of the best teams in the league um they're tough to play against they're big physical um aggressive and they play the dark arts um let's be serious they play the dark arts they play fair um it would be much easier for us but they don't so yeah um I think the way we played we can still commend it I think over the course of 90 minutes we were in my opinion the better side creating way more openings from open play um but yeah
1: yeah Definitely. I definitely agree with that, um, to be honest. I thought that, you know, the first 10 minutes, we started really, really well, really, really quick out of blocks like we have done for the past few games. Um, I think the difference is um, in the game yesterday, we weren't able to get that early goal, you know. Um, and I think I the stat at Newcastle. They've only conceded two goals in the first half all season. So, you know, getting that early goal is not something that they, they see happen often against them. Um, and then after that, I think they, they sort of saw that if they did try and, uh, you know, play uh, high up with the intensity um, that they were showing, that there'll be gaps left behind them. And then I think they said, Eddie said, you know, we're not going to do that. We're going to shut up shop um, and try and, you know, leave here with with at least one point, maybe nick something off set pieces or nick something on the counter. Right. So, Shel, you're at the game. Um, and there was a lot of talk about the referee performance yesterday, right? So, you know, I've got my opinions on, on, on the referees and how I think they can be doing a better job. But what was your what's your take on, on that overall referee performance yesterday?
3: Uh, I, I, yeah, I thought you could have done better. I don't want to, like, single him out and say, like, there's any sort of conspiracy or anything, because I saw the stat today They said the ball was only in play, like, 51 minutes for the whole game. That's normal. Um, yeah, yeah, and, 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 I, and I don't think that is... I don't...
2: I don't know if you look remember this, but back in the days, Sky used to Sky used to show that stat during games, how long he'd been in play for, and and it's ne- it's never in play for a long time, yeah. never ever ever. So, yeah,
3: yeah. I think I, I, I think the I think average
2: that. this
1: season is sixty six minutes or something, or sixty one minutes.
2: Okay, and ours is what well, fifty one. Fifty one, yeah.
3: So, yeah, so I'd say visibly that they were trying to waste time at times. I think, you know, to, to German Dan's earlier point, you know, when he said he was expecting Newcastle to come out a bit more. I, funnily enough, I actually think the first 10, 15 minutes, they did try and press high. But inadvertently, that's why we were getting in behind loads and they saw that and they saw Saka like cooking burn, 1v1. And then they were like, Which oh, one of you that's got a dog? that's, just, that's Cougs, isn't it? That's, Why the that's hell the have dude? you got a dog? <laughs> I'll, tell you,
1: I'll tell you offline, it's not my dog, man. It's
0: not my <laughs>
3: dog. <laughs> <laughs> nah. No, so, yeah, I, I just think to, to to German Dan's point, they probably, um they did try to press fire, I think, like the first 15-20, but that's when we kept getting in first. And then you saw Saka cooking Dan Byrne. And then after a while, Eddie was like, which you have to commend him for, I think Ant made that point, like he made that in-game adjustment. And then after that, they just kept doubling and tripling up on the wingers. So um there wasn't any space outside of that. So we had to look and try and work it through the middle a bit more. But um yeah, I think we should have had a pen. Um, you know, I can understand the handball one not being given, but the Gabriel one, the pull in the box, that was bait, man. So and it's fine margins, but but like Anton, you can't you can't win them all in it. So it is what it is. Nil nil, we were the better team for pretty much 90% of that game. If you can't, if you can't win it, just don't lose it in it. So it is what it is, keep the momentum going. And um, yeah, we've got obviously Spurs in a couple of weeks, man. So so yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely some good points there. And I think um, you know that 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 point you said about us having to go through the middle um is is probably the next topic that I wanted to to touch on really because you know I thought that Newcastle their shape was unbelievable, you know, incredibly compact. Um, and you compare that, and I think you said this in the group yesterday. Compare this to you know Eddie Howe's Bournemouth team. It's it's chalk and cheese. You know it's um it's almost insane that if you watch that Bournemouth side and watch this Newcastle side, that it's the same manager um, responsible yeah. for, for both sides, right? Like that is probably one of the most com- compact teams I've, I've seen us play against all season, um, and probably for the past like sort of two three years. To be honest, I'm thinking back to you know when we play against Liverpool. And they try and press us high. That is one of that's that's historically been one of the teams that we have struggled to even you know sort of create chances against. And that Newcastle set yesterday was reminiscent of that. Um, and you think back to you know um, Diego Simeone sides, etc. I think they said that Eddie Howe went to Simeone in his time off um, and really, really studied, yeah, and studied under him. Um, and and so you know you can almost see that exact influence on this Newcastle side. Um, yeah. I mean, it's right. definitely a major
2: change in his mm-hmm. in his his whole seeming outlook, really and truthfully. Because yeah, Bournemouth were very gung ho, but there there may have been a reason that none of his defenders was good. So you know, it's best that we attack and keep the pressure off them as much as we can and take the risk with the mistakes they're going to make. As long as we've scored, maybe trust the guys he has a bit more now. I don't know, mm. could be either. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, when it comes to, I guess,
1: breaking down these deep blocks, um, one thing that has been, you know, I think incredibly different about Arsenal this season is Gabriel Jesus, right? So, you know, when Saka and Martinelli have been doubled up, I think Jesus has provided that threat down the middle um, so far this season because, you know, you play it into his feet and he can beat one or two men. Um you know off off the dribble and that opens up space for for everyone else's you know players yeah. have to move around to cover him and i thought he was a bit of a miss um in the game yesterday so you know what how do you guys evaluate in Kettia's performance filling in in such a game where you know it's super tight in and around the box and dan i'll go to you
0: um i feel i feel like for this game um you know and i, I definitely agree on um what you said in terms of compactness newcastle <laughs> very very compact um i was um i was saying they play like atletico madrid man like really um their lines are so you know people first of all that the lines are very the, the space between the lines is very minimal and then they're also um you know the numbers like as you said out wide um Saka was getting doubled up tripled up at times even it was um the winger the fullback and then um you know um J Linton, Linton, Linton. Linton. Linton as well. Yeah, so and Willock as well. So I think J Linton and Willock kind of swapped positions a couple of times left wing, centre mid. So but all three were essentially responsible for um marking Saka out of the game. And then um Martinelli probably was not tripled up but doubled up. Um, so um it was very difficult for us to gain space out wide. Um and this is where I felt that the um, importance of Jet G- you know Jenko's G- role was really really important. And I think he actually played really, really well. Um, I think he, he put on a great game. Um, but and, and I think we've discussed this in a group already, um, but I felt like he found people in the final third, but not the people that we wanted him to find. So, you know, Xhaka, I think defensively had a great game, but on the ball, on the half turn in the final third, um, it, that's not his game. I think he can do it to a decent degree um, at times, but Newcastle were so aggressive. It was way less time on the ball. Even, you know, Ulliga was getting panned. And receiving the ball on the half-turn and he's obviously a way better player playing on the half-turn than Jacka. so it was not good for either of them Um, I think this was a game for Smith I think I would have taken the risk of bringing on Fabio Vieira at some point um, just to try find him because we had a lot of success off finding people in the final third um, but they just couldn't execute quite well enough
2: So and what difference would Vieira make? Wouldn't it not be the same problem?
0: I think Vieira um, you know, his ball reception is better than Jacka, so I think um, he would have taken maybe better touches to get away from the the press. Um, and and that would have been also two recipients, right? Um, I felt like... What about kind of...
2: physicality of it,
0: though?
3: I think that was it. I think that was why, you know, he Arteta did didn't bring him on, because yeah. I think he was wary of Newcastle. Did they, do, they didn't do much in open play, and, but from set pieces, you know, they have a big, big threat in it. And yeah. I think he so- saw how physical the game was, and he was like... Mm, Know. Know, if, about, the, really, if
2: the wingers are being doubled up on or tripled yeah. up in In Saka's case, what were the fullbacks doing? Because for me, when when I was coaching and when I was playing, if the wingers aren't getting joy and you and the middle is congested, that your fullbacks have to now become your attackers.
3: Do you, do, you know, do you know what it Do you know what it was? Yeah, it was because obviously Arteta likes his fullbacks to play inside. So funnily enough, we've spoken about how the wingers and the were getting doubled and tripled up on so the actual space was Erdegaard and Vieira that I mean sorry Erdegard and Xhaka that were having the space. So, so, saying, so, so what, you, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry let me just say to you yeah so what was happening here yeah, was that Zinchenko was pamming balls through the line. So Jak and I had the ball like say 30 yards from goal and what you'd ideally like from an attacking mid there is to turn and run with it and drive. Um, but obviously you know Jakka can't his, his turning radius is slow yeah. and he doesn't have the athleticism to make it so unfortunately, he was the one who had the ball in so many promising positions, but his action, Ivar, he was too slow in terms of deciding what to do with it, so he would try to funnel it back out wide once receiving it in a good half space, rather than trying to drive forward. So, you know, one of the things we talk about with ESR in terms of his ball reception in that space to turn and accelerate towards goal, so Xhaka found himself in so many, that's where the space was essentially. So we spoke about the space yeah, wasn't out wide Nine wide times instead.
0: probably. Yeah,
3: yeah. Dance. It was in the half spaces. That's where the actual space was. Um.
2: So the point I was making is that if you tuck your if if your wingers are uh, uh, is uh, being pressed too much, you bring your wi- wingers inside. You play them as inside forwards rather than wingers, and then those defenders, at least one of them, has to come in. And then you play your fullbacks high and wide, and you mm. and then your fullbacks now become your outboard. Yeah, the thing is with that,
1: I think it's I think that's a, a good suggestion. I think Gary Neville said something similar as well post match, um, if I'm not mistaken. And I think it's a balancing act, right? Because I think the way that we use our fullbacks um, is not only sort of tucked in, but it's also to prevent that counter attack as well, mm. right? Because I think if you then do that sort of the high and wide thing, um, if you know, a pass breaks down or something. You've now got Almiron, or probably not Dan Burn, but you've got Almiron sprinting the other way and sent Maximan the other... Yeah, I don't know who they had, so yeah. Yeah, was, when, when, he, when he came on. And so it's a, it's a balancing act. But I definitely think that, you know, from my perspective, I think Arteta, he almost trusted them for front five guys to be able to find a solution. Find a way,
2: yeah. Yeah, to find a solution. That, that can work. You don't mm. always have to make changes. Changes don't... Yeah. Always guarantee something's gonna be any different. Mm. I'm not a big fan of the whole. Uh, we've got a striker on. We're gonna bring another striker on on the 70th minute. They, but we're gonna keep the same setup, same system, same idea. I, I don't really like that sub. So changes don't have to be made. From what you're saying, though, I wh- why couldn't Saka get moved inside to where Jacker was?
3: I see. And and that would have been a good su- solution, but this is the problem where we're talking about options on the bench in it. We didn't have any other winners to bring on, and so mm. this is probably a, you know a conversation we can have. Obviously, we will be having around right lack of depth in it because right now we can't afford to do too much. I even I think I tweeted earlier on today. I said we played the same team three times in eight days, so probably like this is the third game where they just probably dropped a bit of a level physically. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. because we haven't been able to make you know any changes, and you know in an ideal world this would be, like, for example, an ESR or a Jesus coming off the bench or whatever, or, you know, hopefully, like, a Mudrik coming off the bench, you know. I think it was one of I'll those... forget games, that right? guy, man. No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that, man. Get that guy.
2: <laughs> okay,
3: Why don't <okay>, Marquinhos stop that, stop that. We're not trying to see it. We're not, we're not trying to see that guy, bro.
2: Yeah, I know, think that... rubbish guys can just do something random. Remember when yeah. Makeda came on for Man United? Y'all yeah, so, so,
0: y'all yeah, also know the scoring yeah. Just, right just, just, yeah.
2: just a one off. I don't have the game
0: Yeah, and and then, you, then, hold on. You might think that um, Ben White was overlapping, but it just wasn't that effective in this game. Because he tried, and... he,
1: he did, he did try a bit, um, but I didn't think. I think the times when he overlapped, I don't think Saka really tried to actually pass the ball to him. He sort of almost used him as a decoy every time. Um, and and I think there was a few times where, you know, White tried to find Saka overlap, potentially when White was, was high up in the pass. The final pass, it wasn't quite there. And Erdegaard's final pass wasn't quite there um, as well. So I think, you know, in that final third, we just, I think it might come back to the fatigue point that Sean mentioned, is that I just think that it didn't quite click for us in the final third. Because I think on another day, if these guys are fresher that last... You know, fifteen to twenty minutes. Um, I think we probably nick a goal um, from from Newcastle. There, I just think that they ran out of legs because uh, you saw it against Brighton. The lack of depth: Saka, Martinelli, um, and Keddie. They played ninety minutes. You know, literally just three three days ago. That's Eddie's what second ninety minutes uh, in in what three days uh, in over the, over the course of the whole season. You know, so this guy has not been playing nineties. He's not really been playing more than thirty minutes in the league. Um, and now all of a sudden he's asked to do back to back, you know, 90 minutes and then yeah, three that days day, later, night,
2: day Tuesday is not easy as well. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, you know, I think, I think we did, um, you know, sort of run out of legs a bit, a little bit and run out of steam, but interesting uh, point as well, and that you make have made around, you know, moving Saka central, um, and the lack of depth wide, um, so like what do you what like where do you guys think that ESR fits into this team, right? Because they're talking about him come potentially starting against Oxford on the weekend. Um and you know and, and you've you've expressed like sort of discomfort about putting him out on the left. You don't think that's his best position. Um, it looks like we're chasing now uh, a winger to come play, who predominantly plays off, off the left. He's not going to take Saka's spot. He's not going to take Erdogan's spot in that team. So where do you see him fitting in, um in this team, once he is back from, from fitness?
2: Um Yeah, I think I said this about maybe even a year ago, that he's now going to have to settle for that kind of cover role. Um if he can become an eight, great. But in the games where him and Odegaard were both used as eights last season, I don't know if you lot remember, they were awful. We were awful. <laughs> um, but I think there's a there's a. I don't know what it is about ESR, but I got a real. I like the kid in it, like, and I've backed him for time, so probably ride a bit too hard for him. No homo, but <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I think if he can play as an eight. Then or and then I think then there's there's a space because Odegaard's not gonna be able to play every single game. Jack is not gonna be able to play every single game, nor is Saka. So his versatility might be great for us, not so good for him. You mm. struggle to nail down a place in a team when you're versatile, unless you're like Mason Mount, who's just not good yeah. anywhere but gets played everywhere to see where he is good kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm
3: still of the opinion that he's going to play like centrally. Sorry, sorry. I'm still of the opinion he's going to play, especially if these the Mudrick and the Felix thing is 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 true. Like, and I will take Ant's point. You know when we tried it um, last season when him and Odegaard is dual eights, but I just don't think we had the right personnel behind them to make it work as much. That wasn't the same. I really, I really wish Ant did it. it. Yeah, it, exactly. It, it, it's, there, it's there, there's,
2: there's a lot different in the setup, the, the the way the players play, the belief, the intensity. Yeah. Everything's entirely different between now and then. So maybe play, playing that role in a good side is not the same as playing that role in a in bad side.
3: Sorry.
1: I was just going to say, I think the, the, the games that stick out to me when we have tried that is almost like a last resort. Where ESR has been playing centre mid, you know, I, f- I think Jack has been at left back in those games. Mm. It's been Lukonga playing midfield, you know, who isn't the best on his <laughs> best day.
2: I forgot about that guy.
1: <laughs> do you know what <laughs> I mean, right? So, um, so, so I, I don't want to be too hasty and write him off and say that he can't do that because I think you know when we even signed Erdegaard the first uh, like that on loan that first time, I was very very excited to see them play midfield together. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's something that we've not necessarily seen uh in, in the best, you know, in, the, in in the best sort of platform um just yet. So I'm I'm hoping and praying that he can come and, and slap because for me, the, the positions where Xhaka was picking the ball up between the lines, I think you know, we've all seen the, the clips that were circulating. Um, when the passes from Sinchenko and Gabriel, I think that's ideal for someone like ESR. We've seen it last year at the start of the season when he was picking up, driving with the ball. I think Jamie Carragher said, you know, he might be the best ball carrier in the whole league. You know, that's how good he was playing um, at the start of... Uh, at the start of last season, and and if he can, you know, sort of resurrect that form and find his feet again, I think he can really, really cook in that position. And then Dan, my, I know my, you, my, I know you're a big fan. So, okay. no, you. no, 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 no. I, I
3: was, I was just going to say, my main thing with ESR, yeah is that he just needs to. I don't know what it is. Obviously, he's had so many injury issues. He just needs to get like his body right. Pause you know like the No, nah, that's in, crazy needed, yeah, yeah that's why <laughs> right, that's, right, that's right. I, I that's right to clarify that's why right, right <laughs> yeah, I to I don't even think that was a necessary one study
2: did not no it. no I needed it.
3: to I needed to because I don't trust you man so I needed to get that in there so yeah so I, I with yeah I feel like like you guys have said yeah I think with Zinchenko we're left back playmaking from there I think that could hundred percent work with ESR but with him, yeah, he's had stamina issues as well, man. Stamina issues and the fact that he just he picks up too many knocks, man. So I really hope because you know the reports were saying that they didn't rush smith for about this time. They like they took their time with the minute. So hopefully, like it's a case where you know he's over it now and he could just have a prolonged period fit. So obviously, I think it's also a good thing that they're easing him back in. Against yeah, him he's
2: just half the season, isn't it? He shouldn't he's have any issues between okay. now and the end of the season, really. Hopefully, if he does, he'll find himself in the same. Both that
0: Tierney's found himself in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a yeah, difference in that... policy uh, between them two. But yeah, let me touch, let me touch on Smith Row. Um pause. pause. <laughs> 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 um yeah, with Smith Rowe, I think um second half of the season last year, they were rushing back. He just never got he, he just never got quite fit enough to play. And um then he picked, you know, he not picked up, he had that injury, and he they just thought, let me. Let him get this sorted properly, and then recover properly, and be fully fit when he's actually back. So I think they're taking the long, you know, road for him essentially, but the right way. And um, so once he's ready to play, I'm pretty certain he will be involved again. I think he needs his minutes managed anyway. Um, so at first it will be give and go, and then I, I, I think he's got versatility, as you guys have said. I have said, but then I also feel like. There's just certain games where you need Jacker. I think, like, maybe against Newcastle, when you play against a team like Newcastle, you start with Jacker, then you bring on ESR. But when you play in at home against Bournemouth, um, where the teams that United have been in the last five games, you play Smith because <laughs> you know the team setup is completely different. As you guys said, the support system is different now when you play in the eight, um, compared to when they tried it a couple times last year and it was a bit ad hoc and um, the team is way better now. We keep the ball way better. We recycle the ball way better. That, you know, that that thing can work. So <laughs> it works. So I can definitely, I can definitely see that. <laughs> I'm
1: definitely uh, calling that episode that man. Hey,
0: the pause, the pause, and uh, was uh, the pause? Um, fucking hype is too much, man. Insane, man. And I'm not even an English speaker, man. This this shit caught catching me off guard, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah man. And, and and I think the main thing that, you know, we're all sort of hoping is that he's finally just over these injury issues, right? They said that this surgery is sort of like a final resort. So, you know, it's a, for a long term uh, issue. So, you know, if those injuries are on him, I fully have faith in him to to come in and, and really slap because, <clears throat> you know, and, you know, the start of last season, you know, he only basically played for half a season the season before. Right, and at the start of last season, we were all very, very big on you know, sort of what we thought this guy could come in and do, you know. And he and he really delivered this the first half of last season when he was fit,
2: you know. Yeah, um, the half seasons he's had, if that's a whole season, then you know, what I mean, you're over the moon with that as a, as a season
1: for sure. Yeah, so so I, I think people have actually almost forgotten this guy's quality. You know, there was a, there was talk about, oh, who's better out of this guy, Saka and ESR. And, you know, that conversation was, was being had, um, you know, around November, December last year. So I really think that this guy has got, um, serious, serious ability. And he, and he, you know what, he scored 10 non-penalty goals in and out of the team, um, last year. So this this is a guy that if he does come back fit and firing, he can really, really contribute um
2: to the team. So he just needs sufficient games. And I, I, I it's hard to change a winning team. I understand that. I just the one thing I don't trust Arteta with at the moment is is him spreading the minutes to keep players match fit and confident. And I think Eddie and Ketia's start to this season is is proof of that. It's a crime that his first start was a week ago. He should have he should have stopped. There was games when you could have rested Saka and played Jesus on the right or rested Martinelli and played Jesus on the right or, or given Jesus a rest and just started Nketiah. He, did, he didn't need to start none of the games. And I just worry that a player that's been in the side and then had injuries and come out the side, if he's playing in that way, what it does to his confidence and we don't know what type of player he is when he's not confident. He mm. might become a shell. You don't know. Not every player can hack not being the main man. Eddie doesn't seem fussed. He seems like he's going to get his goals regardless but not not everyone responds like that. Some man, if they're not playing week in, week out and they know they're going to be on the bench the following week, you get a half fast performance. Mm. But again... Yes, probably it, it, probably it what we saw with Pepe. To the
1: end. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Even though he was shit...
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And you know, I think there's another point that we touched on there slightly in uh, Zinchenko. This is something that we've been talking about for you know about a year in the group and you started this 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 chat off in Kieran Tierney, right? So, you know, I think we saw we've seen a difference now um in the past few games um with Arsenal when Zinchenko starts versus when Tierney starts. Um and I think it's clear. Um, that we do have an extra element of control in the game when Zinchenko plays, that he comes into it, he helps party out in the midfield, and allows Xhaka to relinquish some of his um, usual midfield duties, winning second second balls, allows him to really attack the box, make these runs, and he's you know Xhaka's on something like three goals, four assists this season as a result, right? So, um, so, 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 what do you make of? you know, this Kieran Tierney's future at Arsenal at the moment. So obviously Zinchenko is quite injury prone himself. So Tierney's still getting quite games. So what do you guys think about, you know, the future of Kieran Tierney?
3: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not convinced he's going to be happy long term because it's quite clear that Arteta favours Zinchenko. And, you know, like Zinchenko will have big periods out, but then whenever he's fit, if you think that, he comes straight back in. If you think the North London derby, if you think Chelsea deal away, those were games we controlled mad, mad, like massively in it. And unfortunately, um, you know, TD's last start was against West Ham, and and I don't think you know we had that same level level of control. We did second half, but it's just the difference between the players. One is obviously naturally a playmaker that has been converted into a left back, and the other is you know more of your traditional up and down full-back. But obviously, there's nothing wrong with KT. I think you know he'd be very good for a lot of other teams, but I think with the specific way Arteta wants to operate now, he you see him trying like. When you saw him trying in that West Ham game to play inverted, but it just doesn't come naturally to him. As he's learning and he's doing all right, but there's a different level when playing there, in it. So it is what it is. Yeah, Dan, I'll let you come in on this because I know you've got
1: strong strong opinions on, on KT.
0: Yeah, man, you know, I, I like KT, seems like a good dude, you know, but <laughs> boy, I need my... <laughs> I need the players that play for Arsenal to be comfortable on the ball. I don't I think he's comfortable on the ball in many situations. I think he's definitely a good player. Like, he would be a good player for most teams in this league. He was a good player for us, and he is a good player for us when he plays. But there's a higher level. Um, and um, you know, when this team evolves, we always say when this team evolves, there are going to be a few guys that people like not me, um, but <laughs> a few guys that people like that they're going to have to get you know, out. And I think he's one of them. Um, he's already been transitioned out, he's actually. Probably a bit lucky that um Zinchenko has not been fully fit. Um, but when Zinchenko is fit, he plays. Um, so I think I think um, um Katie's still a good player, but there's a stark, stark difference in you know the te- his technical ability and Zinchenko's technical uh, technical ability. Um, you know, Zinchenko's picking up the ball, turning turning on it, playing around the corner, outside the left foot, inside the left foot. You know, he's he's doing also on the on that on that left hand side and he's kicking run. You know like to, to, be, to, be, to be to be honest, and he's good at, at that, but we don't actually, on that left side, use it to that effect. And I think when he first came in, we used him like that, and he looked probably way better than he's looked in the last six, six months because what he's been asked to do doesn't actually suit his skill set. So there's going to come a point where I think he's going to look at it and say, you know, I might have to go. And I think at that point, you know, we could end up selling them, which I wouldn't be against because he's a good player and we could get good money out of him.
2: If anyone's going to give us good money for a guy that
0: can only play half a season, I think I think Newcastle could give us some peace for sure. For sure, mm. I, think, I could see Newcastle.
3: I mean, they're, they're starting Dan Burn. They would definitely give us the bread for him, boy. <laughs> I think yeah, I, mean, I think look, we can make decent money off him.
2: I, I I quite like Tierney. I do. I think he's good. But like I always said, he's just a normal good left back. These there's many of him. Do you know what I mean? You could. There's many a left back that you could throw a blanket over in this league over their levels and he's he's in that category they're, they're not exceptional they're not bad they're just normal good and that's fine um, I think because both him and Zinchenko are quite injury prone that works in his favour Tierney's probably played the same level of football this season that he played the last two three seasons anyway and that's a second fiddle You know, because of the amount of injuries he picks up and the fact that he's not picking up as many injuries, not playing as regularly. So, I wouldn't get rid of him because who do we get as that secondary? You have to make a massive drop in quality, don't you? Mm. Like, okay, Tierney might not be as good as Zinchenko on the ball. He's better than Zinchenko defensively. Physically, he's better. So he, he he has his pluses over Zinchenko, despite his his style not being what's best suited to us at the moment. Zinchenko could end up with a long-term injury or something that keeps him out for a, for a, for a few months. But we know that Tierney's there, and we know that there's a, there's a, there's a style that he can come in and he can play that gets the best out of him. Um, that that aids the team. So. I, w- I wouldn't get rid. I wouldn't even think about getting rid. I think sometimes in football, you have to have a certain amount of quality in every area, depending on your aspirations. We're just going for top four, which we should get without a question this season. And then even if we don't win the league this year, it, that has to be the realistic aim for the next two, three seasons. That has to be the aim. But you need you need a you need a high level squad and you need you need enough players where the the golf isn't massive because look look how we struggled last season when Tierney was out and Tavares came in. Mm. You're a lot more comfortable this season with Zinchenko being out and Tierney coming in, or Tommy mm. Asu playing left back. So I I would keep him. I don't. I think if you can guarantee a player thirty to thirty five football matches a season, I don't think they'll have any problem with staying. Mm. And with the yeah, Europa that... League, FA Cup, League Cup, and and the league schedule, I think he hits those. I think he hits those games. I think he plays just as much football this season as he has the other seasons. If he not probably more,
0: won, to be honest, he probably will. To be honest, the the thing that makes me think he could end up wanting to leave which is why I wouldn't be against getting rid of him or you know selling him is because I think he 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 will see that he's second fiddle. The big games, even when he's fit, he won't play them if Chanchenko is fit, and then. You know, I think there's gonna come a point in time. If, you know, if the team wins a couple of trophies, he will say, "You know, I'm I'm good now. I can go. I can go and try to be." I think, I
2: think in this five in this five sub era with the amount of the amount of games, I'm not sure that it just works like that anymore. And and I look at City. I look at Liverpool. Even like Firmino's is not kicking up a fuss to leave. Jota is not kicking up a fuss to leave. You know. They had Sterling, Jesus, Foden, Grealish, Mares all working on certain minutes last year. Alvarez is comfortable knowing that Haaland's going to start, but he's going to come on and he's going to play some games. Laporte, Diaz, Stones, the three of them have been switching in and out for, what, three, four seasons now. So, it does happen. Walker and Cancelo are both content. Mm. It's, it's 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 more than possible. It's just about how it's managed. But if you're going to sell Tierney for thirty million, to 40, then go and buy. 40.
0: No, no, no. We need forty. It's no one's giving you 40, like forty million for him. But I need forty. What for? The most expensive
2: <laughs> fullback in the world are fifty.
0: i mean how much does the Kuchivera go for? That was
2: a that, that only Chelsea are doing that. Well, <laughs> tried for Furthermore, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm saying, but yeah, so I don't think anyone's giving you 40 mil for your backup at Arsenal.
1: Mm. Boy, In if
0: you win 25
2: 30, what are you going to do? you has got to spend 60 million on the Tavares and
0: hope for the best. Leave me I'll mm. just keep it's it 60 mil on the top and on the left of his home. Yesterday. I'll take that, you know, find that. Where are you going to find it? Bro, Serie a, Japan? I don't nah, know.
1: <laughs> J League, man. They, I see. Give me some of that Mitoma, Yeah, pause. Um, <laughs> oh um... my god! <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah. So yeah, definitely. I think with just to round up the teaming discussion, I do think that you know, hopefully, touch wood, we're in the Champions League next year. Um, it becomes way more of a squad game rather than you know first choice and second choice right because you know if you look at it um I think that's how City keeps a lot of these guys happy you know Alvarez might start in the Champions League um you know uh, and then you know sit on the bench for the Premier League I think at the moment it's sort of um more of an issue for us because we're in the Europa League we're not in that Champions League top competition because you know that the Europa League game you're playing farmers you're playing electricians You know, you're playing you're playing plumbers, whereas the Champions League, you know, that's the big boy competition. Um, And if you are sat down for Nottingham Forest on the weekend in the league to go play a Champions League group group stage match, you're still going to be happy playing that game, you know. And 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 there's a lot more games <laughs> that mean something for your season because you know Europa League group stage, we do that in our sleep. You know, you top the group in your sleep, you don't really think about it. Is the group stage over? We still got more group games. Nice, no, it's it's finished. Uh, we don't have. A, I don't think we play another Europa League game till March because there's this weird playoff playoff round with um, second yeah. place versus.
3: the third
1: place in the Champions League groups. So because
3: because we because we topped it, we go straight through to the round of 16. So we don't have to play again until March now. So that probably that's probably why they were obviously so hungry to finish first. Because then Uh, let Oxford knock
2: us out of the FA Cup as well, man. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be one game a week, FC again. Yeah, it's
1: it's it's one of them ones where it's like unless we're drawing uh, a non-league team in the FA Cup, I'm not interested, man. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I want to see uh, if, if I want to see Nwaneri start against Oxford. To be honest, like play these sixteen-year-olds, get them some minutes, man, and then we'll see 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 where they go. Um But yeah, we got some we've got some hey, listeners' I, questions. I, I, uh,
0: oh. I want to, to revert back quickly. Um, you said touch wood, bro. But you need to put a pause on that. But yeah, I was
2: thinking that.
0: <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> man, <laughs> I <wasn't
2: thinking> that. <laughs>
3: That
1: is a standard phrase, yeah. Uh, Call cool. cool it what you want, mate, but
2: it didn't want, <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: All right, we've got some, yeah, we've got some listeners' questions uh, to round up the pod here. So it goes in a game crying out uh, for a spark, a game changer off the bench uh, was needed, and Vieira wasn't even sent to warm up. Is that a damning indictment on his time here so far and how? Arteta rates him currently, or do you think Arteta was simply trying to send a clear message
3: to the board? I think he nah, just the
2: level of making points like that. <laughs> that's what i
3: too. Yeah, I also just yeah, don't. Yeah, think, yeah. I just, think, I think it's the case here. Yeah. Vieira just needs to still bulk, not bulk up, but he just needs to improve his resistance to challenges. At the moment, he you can still breathe on this brother, and he's falling over. Do you know what I mean? So he needs to just get stronger, man. So. I think Arteta actually, because if you remember, what was it, the game before the international break? Wolves. Where, but yeah, Wolves, where he came on and he played like interior with Erdegaard, and they were both calm in that game. But I just think, yeah, at the moment, that game was just hella physical. And if you think like part of the reason Jack is also in the team is that you're defending set pieces. Jack is a big guy defending set pieces, bro. Who, who are you going to ask Vieira to mark from a set piece? Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah, I just think. There was there was that balance. Maybe there was an argument. There is a possible argument that you could have taken off Uruguad. Now you're like obviously he's captain, but he's come off before, so that could have been an option. But obviously, yeah. So, but I don't think it's a big deal, man. I mean, Vieira will play a lot in the second half of the season still. So
1: yeah, I definitely think it was. Um, he didn't want to lose anything from a defensive point of view for me because I think you know. Newcastle is a type of game where they can just do something on, play, on the counter as well or off a set piece. So, you know, I think that was partly why he brought on Tommy Yasu for the last 15 minutes as well. And um, I think he's slightly better than Ben White in the air. These men are going to be launching long balls, corners, set pieces. You want, you know, that big, big head, head um, heading things away. Right. So, um, hey, Dan, don't start, man. <laughs>
0: wonder
1: what is going on <laughs> <coughs> oh my days! <face>. Um, yeah this <laughs> is ridiculous um so yeah next that, that first question was from g theorem actually i don't i don't think i said it's that, but um, next one from v spartac underscore seven he says what is the club's Plan B. Um, I think he's talking about the transfer market, right? He goes, "Is all our eggs in one basket again?" Like last January window, are we just focused on Mudrick? If sh- if so, it shows we haven't
2: got about that Vlahovic foolishness. Mm. Mm. I- I'll be real. at The prices they're talking. I would drop this deal out like, right now. Mm. Not, I've, I've only seen that like one compilation you lost in a group, but I don't I don't I don't trust the level one bit um and the press and they and they're, and they're talking about it so much like if this kid is really the truth normally these clubs come out and say uh oh, now we're not selling him for any price you'd have to pay xyz to get him but they're not they're like look we definitely want to sell him but this is how much we want i, I, I don't i don't trust it still i I would drop it out i would i would i wouldn't be paying no 60 to 80 million for some random 21 year old from Ukraine.
0: See me? Hmm. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> I, I think I, I think he's the real deal. Put it this way. i and I'm in the lab, man. I'm watching these videos. I'm like, damn. I you know, this guy needs to be signed. Like I'm I don't think I don't think I've been as convinced about a player for a long, long time. Um, so I'm really convinced about him. The price this was... time last
2: year, we were all watching videos of Mana Solomon. Busting
0: it up in that same league. Hey, and where's he? Hey, listen, I'm not, I don't want to get cancelled or anything, but I said no for, for some reasons, you know. <laughs> that's all, you know, that's all I've got to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, nah, um,
2: no, nah, man, I, d- I don't know. I, d- I don't trust it. I don't trust it one bit. I'll be real.
1: Yeah, and I think it's, um,
2: how much yeah. would that um that Belgian you cost? Is it Jeffrey Doku Doku? Oh, yeah.
3: Doku. Oh, Do you know what it is with him? Yeah, he's always injured, bro. Every time oh, I'm tuning yeah. in to watch Ren, bro, he's never there. Like he's actually just never oh, there. Like, he's always the
2: he that kind of money. You yeah. you can get established quality
3: on that left flank. But that type of money, like I said, if it's a that my issue is, I do like the player. Actually, I feel I can see the attributes he has, and I think he could be sick in the future. I'm just not comfortable paying what them man are asking for. I think, you know, the second offer we sent in was what it was sixty two million, yeah, and they said no, bro. That's I, I I was even surprised. I can't lie to you. I was even surprised Arsenal went in that high. You know, the first offer was what fifty five m's. The second one is sixty two m's. So what's the third offer going to be?
2: from man. I mean the fact. Twenty-eight games in the Ukrainian Premier League.
0: But well, that tells you how high they rate them because they didn't go as high for Rafinha. How much did they? I think they said forty-five stop for Rafinha.
3: Yeah, they, didn't, they didn't go. Yeah, Who Arsenal? Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, we yeah, like don't yeah, go high. We've been be watching up.
2: Rafinha have one game, one good game every three games in England for five years for three. Right.
0: We've, we've been watching it. We've been watching the, the, the for gaziness and HG, That's true. Yeah, I think well,
2: um,
1: I, mean. I think it's 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 interesting, right? Because if you believe reports, they were willing to go for 75 Ms for Vlavic in January. Um, I think potentially, you know, the, the scenario that we find ourselves in where you're five points clear, well, we're eight points clear at the moment, you know, see, are playing Chelsea. So, you know, let's not count our chickens yet. We're eight points clear at the moment coming into a transfer window. If if now is not when you're gonna push out the boat. When are oh, you going to do it? Do you know? What yeah, I mean? but you got to
2: push out the yeah. boat for a man that's going to raise the level. And, no? Yeah, and that's, you know, yeah, he, I, might, he might fit in, he might not.
1: I agree. I agree. And that's my point, right? So it's like. How
2: much did Luis Diaz go to Liverpool for? I think
0: it was like 45 or something. 40, 45 like that. 50. I can't yeah. lie. That's another player don't rate that high, though. Don't. Yeah,
2: no, I don't rate him that highly, neither. Yeah.
1: So this is, this is my thing, right? I actually well, think. Yeah, that... I'll
0: get you my own the price, though. I'll definitely hear it. Yeah.
1: I, I 100% agree. Like, if if Arsenal walked away and said, "Yeah, we're not going to pay that much," I'm not going to be like, "Oh, they're stupid. They should have done it right." But my thing is this: is like, if they clearly rate this guy, right, and this you, you need to look at who your alternative is. So, if the alter- the best next best guy is Moussa Diaby, and you're saying it's going to take me 65 m's to get Moussa Diaby out of Leverkusen, but you rate this other guy more. You know, then pay for the pay for the guy you rate more. Do you get what I mean? And that's that's the way I see it. At the end of the day, you want to bring the best talent that you rate or that you see as the best talent to the club. And if it's going to cost you AEMs or whatever, but oh. that is one
2: hundred percent the best guy, and he's going to bang. and go do it. I'm just never comfortable with playing with pay. It's not my money, granted. I don't my bills will be paid either way. But paying the players maximum value for their potential. Yeah. Do you get it? Like I've never watched this guy in a full game, it's only the clips, but I don't I don't see how that becomes a, a hundred million pound player. So how's he a 75 million potential? Mm. I don't know. I'm I what, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do it at them prices personally. What, Not from what you, Ukraine.
0: What do you think Martinelli's worth right now? What do I think he's worth? Or how
2: much would you pay for him?
0: No, no. How much he's in a, worth? In a, if someone wanted to buy him from Arsenal, how much would they have to pay? But is, 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 uh, is, is I don't that, think is...
2: Arsenal would sell him, but I'd say on paper he's a forty-five million pound player. Maybe. No,
3: I, I think I think yeah, he would go for more. way
2: higher. Yeah. I think he would go for more, but I just mean what his actual value <laughs> would be to me. I, I, if I was buying a player. Would I be comfortable spending sixty million on Martinelli? Probably not.
3: And are you? Are you? If so, I was
2: selling, so... him, if I was selling Martinelli, yeah, I wouldn't let him go for forty million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it depends what side of the, of the bargaining table you're on, but and, and this and is and you sit, and right?
3: And, and and I think yeah. it's also a case of it's it's linked with because what obviously a lot of teams are doing now that they're buying a lot of these young guys based on age. Like if you look at what Real Madrid did with Vinicius and Rodrigo, they bought their man when they bought what like 16, how
1: 17, for Hendrik, how
3: much did they just pay? Hendrik, 60m, 60m, and he was 16. That's so a 16-year-old
1: out of Brazil, bro. I think he only made his debut this season, you know, Hendrik. Brazil got Brazil's got clout though, innit? What's
2: Ukraine yeah. got? <laughs> Who have they got? They got
1: they got Shevchenko, man.
2: That's it, <laughs> and he was a bum here. He was a flop. Shevchenko is being the the best Ukrainian in the Premier League. Yeah, it's true. Rebrov was rubbish. Shevchenko was rubbish.
0: Hey, Mudra got something, man. I'm actually convinced, man. I don't
2: know, man.
0: It's It's one to watch. It's definitely one to watch. The fees are high. And this is where where I was trying to get at with the Martinelli thing. Like, even if you think his actual value is like 40, yeah, Arsenal probably would not consider offers any, you know, below 80. So where do you meet? You know, so, and this is where Shakhtar are. And the, the reason that, they're happy to sell them as because they have a lot of money problems, um, and they lost players that they America
2: have see. given them tons of money in the last. <laughs> They'll be fine.
3: <laughs> no, but 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 go, see, they
2: lost players. Go to that they... Get another this loan. But B
3: B C. This is what they keep referring to. This is where you know you have teams exactly. like Chelsea and United who have distorted the market because they keep referring to the Anthony, the greenish fees, the like people like. They so paid
0: 60m to Fred from Shafter. Yeah,
3: for Fred, they paid 60m to Fred from Shakhtar. That was pumped. Paid... <laughs> pe-
2: pe- pumping them, yeah. Yeah, man, that was crazy. But,
3: but, but when you look at, I think there was that transfer market sheet the other day that was had like all the most expensive transfers in it, mm. and like United had like five players on it: Bare, like Anthony, Sancho. All of those guys that it's are just on it, and they they've, they've all been flops. So. Mm. You know, yeah, I don't know, man. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. I, it's cause, good,
0: cause, good. Go on. you go, on, go on, try, and, try and No, try I was
3: just going to say, I get the debate around the opportunity cost because right now, when do we know if we're ever going to be in a position like this? You know, pretty much almost halfway through the season, though, where we're eight points clear currently, as it stands. You know, I get if they want to push the boat out. Do you know what I mean? So and show some ambition, but yeah. Yeah, just as long as we don't collapse the tin, man. So,
0: yeah, one yeah, thing so... I think this current regime as well is like when they pay more, and we've, we've had this article in the group chat, right? When they've paid more than 20 million for a player, they tend to yeah, be I mean, that's, you that's know, pretty good for us. Um, and they're fitting very well. So, they who this regime or Arsenal on a whole? This... No, just just um, since I said I've been manager,
2: so who have we paid more than £20 mil for?
0: Is, um, uh
1: honest, Ramsdale,
3: White, Gabriel, Gabriel, Party, Jesus,
1: Party, Jesus,
3: Ben White. Oh, you said Ben White. Uh, Erdogan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was the article, yeah and Vieira. So obviously, jury's out on Vieira because obviously so he's just not. That? He's not. But most of the others have been, we'd say, successful. Successful. Or so they so look not like they're gonna, gonna Or they look like they're gonna be successful. So.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, it's one of them ones, right? We'll see what happens because for me, it's saying that they really, really believe in this guy to even bid what they've bid so far and to bid twice as well. Um, so to me, they really want this guy, so I think it's definitely going to be interesting what happens. Um, especially with you know the reports of Chelsea getting involved now as well, um, to see how high we are actually willing to go. And I think we've done... Them men
2: just love embarrassing themselves, man. Should... <laughs> <But> <laughs> the thing is, and the way it's been reported, they said that
1: it's Boli, the one who's driving this. So it's not even at a request of... He's looked you know, at the league yeah. table.
2: He's, oh, Arsenal on top. Oh, they want this guy. Yeah, yeah, we want this guy. He doesn't even know yeah. anything about... He ain't watching you no know, Ukrainian game. <laughs> Really but, but do, do,
3: do, 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 do you know what it is? What I feel like he's doing as well, like because obviously he's just treating it like American sports, you know, in American sports where they just stock up on talent and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it'll work eventually. I'm like, it doesn't work like that. You know, if you've got to buy players who are going to have the right profile for the team, he's just looking. I'm like, that man just signed Nkunku. They're trying to sign Enzo Fernandez, bro. Like, you already, they already have bare forwards, bro. I, where's Mudric going to fit in, like, right now?
1: They just signed Sterling in the summer. They just signed they Sterling just signed in the summer as well. Boom. But That ain't working. Not working. They just signed Aubameyang, um, gave him a two-year deal. Like they still got Havertz, Ziek, Pulisic on their books as well. Like it's a it's and a very, him, very
3: and they're telling me yeah. they're Omari Hutchinson like that as well. So yeah. boy. Havertz and, did...
1: and Havertz amount who I've not even mentioned yet as well. Yeah. You know, and signed uh Chukua Mecca, like all of these guys that they have signed, and you're just sort of wondering what's the strategy there. What is the plan? And if Bowley is even going out and just initiating bids for for players, um, without consulting the the, the scouts or the coach yeah. on what what he wants or needs, you know, I think they they've got um, you know, to sort their house out. To be honest, it doesn't sound like um uh, everyone's swimming in the same direction. Um, so I think we've covered on another question here from Tondre One, who said, "Is magic worth a potentially long drawn out bidding war with Chelsea, or is it time to move on?" Um, but he's added here. If so, who are your alternatives? And I don't know. Do you guys have alternatives to Madrid Because I think we do need a forward
2: in this. In this. Regard. I don't know enough about players. I don't play football major anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, the, two, the
3: two are like a DRB, and because uh, surely with sixty mil, if you offered that to Leverkusen, they would accept that for DRB, innit? You know? Do you know? What why? Mid Maybe season. Mid season. Maybe they'd say no because it's. They,
2: how's their season going? What are they playing for?
3: Um, where, I, no Kusin, I, I, I don't know where Leverkusen are in the Dan, in you're place.
0: supposed
2: to be our
1: German correspondent, man.
0: Yeah, All I'll say is, ger- German teams are very apprehensive of doing deals in January. They would Fair try to get more money than what they will get in summer. Fair, Fair enough. enough.
1: Yeah, so I think he was he was up for 50 to 60 in the summer, just gone. Um, But then the, the chairman said he was happy to keep him in the last I saw. So it's like, we've been linked to Pedro Neto in the past. He's had another long term injury just now. Um he's someone that I did like. Hmm. Barcelona need to offload someone. Maybe they maybe they shot Rafinha after six months. He's not having a great time there. One goal, one assist all season for Rafinha.
3: Um problem with him. Man. They, problem they put him on 200 bags. So ain't no one gonna gonna give Barça what, you know, and Barca paid how much to these for him? Like sixty M's? Mm. So I but don't like this
0: Gives the ball away way too much, man.
3: They're gonna have a Ooh, problem.
0: Yeah, man, it just gives the ball way too much. It makes me, yeah, it gives me the ache, man. <laughs>
2: yeah, that I mean, flip, that deserves a flipping pause, man.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
1: yeah, so I have a question. What is the absolute highest you'd go for Madrid?
2: And this is from Yonko Abs. 60 mil. No, 55. I'm not paying more than 55.
3: And even nice. that's. That was our that was our first offer, bro.
2: And
3: then they went sixty-two. So yeah, uh, the thing is with me, I feel like the second offer we offered is actually fair, and i not. I wouldn't go above that. The first
2: one was fair,
1: man.
3: Yeah, Come the first man. one was fair. To fair be fair, fair. We so we even absolutely.
2: went in too high. I should have told him thirty-five. Mm.
0: And then oh, they can yeah. and then they can negotiate up to that one. Do, do, do you know, know miss- what it was, yeah? I'm it's going higher, man. No, I want
2: You ain't taking down your Christmas tree yet.
0: Nearly <laughs> yeah, Easter. Yeah,
3: I can say it's Easter It's the fourth of China.
2: Take down your tree, man.
3: No, they can take that one down, bro. One <laughs> <laughs> tree
2: came down on boxing day. Said <laughs> enough enough for that Christmas spirit, yeah. My kid to their moms, that tree came straight down. Yeah,
1: they are man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Dan, what were you saying? You, you you'd go
0: higher. I'm going to hire. I wouldn't go 80 million. Um, I would go 75. 75 is the max. That's
1: so much money, man. I think...
0: Well, yeah. just flog the single for 15 M somewhere and, you know, make up that difference, bro.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I
2: think, like, if you... You, look you don't at want it, to right. turn Tavares into a left winger?
0: Gareth Bale, Hey, no, no, no. I want, I, you know, Tavares is my guy, but I need him sold as well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the thing is, right, so we do have a few... Saleable. I put that in quote marks. Yeah, assets, right? So you have got Nuno there, you got conga there, you got um Pepe, who's still on loan actually, as well. So you know, Pepe's still run out there. Twenty twenty-four. Yeah, you have yeah, one next, year left. Yeah, uh, one,
3: one year summer, left right? so, To be fair, he's actually. I saw just he's actually having a decent season at the way, It seems so. So maybe maybe we can twang someone into taking him.
1: If if um, if on those three combined, you're able to get thirty mil net spend on on mudrick in for 45 are you you is anyone upset on that T-
0: Tachi Gunas forensic accountants, yeah the books man yeah but
2: no. I need, I need it's something. not the same money it doesn't count <laughs>
1: <laughs> right um last question here and this is from bgn underscore gnr um he says We faced a stubborn mid-block versus the toons and didn't have the tools to break it down. We were all right with, oh, are we all right with Martinelli, Saka, Eddie, ESR, Vieira, Nelson, Marquinhos, uh, and Jesus, I think. Um, Do we need one forward addition, or do we need to bring two forwards in to
3: maintain our position? You need to cut Nelson and Marquinhos out of that, to be honest. Fully gone off, now. no, Now, no, I like him, bro. But <laughs> come on, man, it's 2023. I have to be realistic with these things, man. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, listen, I still like the brother, but listen, uh, I have to be realistic, man. The brother's 23 years old now, and he, he ain't done it. Uh, he's, he's, he's and, and Marquinhos are just that that brother's been so oh, yeah. yeah, Marquinhos <laughs> doesn't look
0: like the truth at all.
3: He, 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 he ain't Brazilian, they need uh, to take that
0: name off him, man. So, um, he might become a left mate, you know.
3: Marquinhos. Yeah, no posts, please.
2: Uh, he ain't got a physique for it, man. He's a weird-looking youth. Oh <laughs> Go play rugby, rugby or something. He's saying <laughs> no. he's he's, so he's,
0: cool, he,
1: but... he, he's built like George Ellakobi, man. Yeah, yeah.
0: Ellakobi, that's the right one. Ah, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> nah, nah. The post is crazy in this one. <laughs> <laughs> what well, do so you, so you guys? What you
2: guys think? One, one or two forwards?
3: Uh, I, I think they are only two. I think they're. I think they're targeting two, but they will probably only get one. My guess
2: should have gone for that Gakpo then, because Gakpo he he kind of covers the left wing and and as an attacker, no, as a nine mm. to do both.
3: I just didn't feeling man. Pause. I just wasn't <laughs> anyone like that, man. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was
2: just
3: I sorry I to clarify anything. Like yeah. Right, yeah. I do not think that gentleman is is, is Taylor Mitchell Arsenal. <laughs> <that way. laughs> so, yeah.
1: yeah, fair <laughs> enough, man. Fair enough. Um yeah, guys, I think we'll we'll leave it there. This week there's almost bang on an hour um which i know is going to go down well with potentially all of our other hubs. um so thank you very much for joining me um i've enjoyed this recording hope you listeners have enjoyed listening um anton german sean thank you for joining man no worries peace let's peace. peace and we'll catch you guys after the oxford game and um, maybe we'll try and dump some extra Patreon content on your head tops um, until our next game against Spurs. I think that'll be one to preview with someone from the Ops um, if we can get them on. Um, but that's going to be a big, big game. And hopefully we'll snap the head tops.
0: peace. but I thought it was Ian But I not seeing right. Man could have had that fight. But I'm in walk on side. Man have to grab that man. You're not gonna spit this time. Trying to work with, the oh, gonna the work with a good
2: energy. of these guys It's do amazing. Like, oh, it's Aaron